0: Hey friends, welcome back to the Get Rooted in Health podcast. My name is Gabby and wow, I feel like I'm on the other side. Guys, this is my first episode I'm recording. Not pregnant, (laughs) so this is like, feels, I don't know, just wild to me to be on the other side. Um, By the time you get to this episode, I will be just a little over two weeks postpartum. Um, Our little girl made her arrival six days early. She came on March 10th. Estella Ruth. Um, She was six pounds, five ounces, and 20 inches long. So um, I will be looking forward to definitely sitting down and chatting with you guys about my birth story. I know so many of you are hanging on the edge of your seats. Just you love those stories or you're just looking forward to it. And um, you know, I I love I love me a good birth story. I love sharing mine, and I love hearing other women's stories and experiences. So, stay tuned for that episode that will be coming. But um, just thank you for all the prayers and all the support and the love from afar and close by um, from all of you. Just very much appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, we are we are here. So, I hope you guys are doing well. Thank you for also being patient with me as I um just I didn't get an episode out the other week. Um just really <laughs> you know, trying to figure out the balance of life and you know, all the postpartum things and really trying to make sure I'm taking care of myself and my kiddos. Um for sure. Um so just figuring out the whole new rhythm of life. And uh, all of those things, but still, um, I'm here for you guys and giving you, you know, the content that um, is going to help you live a better and well life. So, with that being said, also wanted to do a huge shout out and thank you to everybody here that has been with me for a year. I don't think I got to touch on it on an episode back on in earlier March um but we hit our 1 year mark um, March 12th was the 1 year anniversary of me launching this podcast. So, thank you. I have over 4000 downloads and we are just moving right along and just grateful for this space and um no matter how many downloads, how many listeners, like I'm still going to continue to show up. I feel that this is something that I know stretches me, grows me and um I think God will just continue to use. And even if it's a slow growth, I don't care. (laughs) So I I just want to appreciate, you know, just, I just want you to know that I appreciate you. And being here, whether you've been here the whole time, or you've popped in, you found me later on, um, I have, uh, I think this will be episode 50, actually. So 50 episodes um, here on the show, and so many more to come. So I also uh, have said uh, that I wanted to kind of start my episodes sharing a little bit of like a health tip or a mindset tip or just something that I maybe had learned or gained knowledge in or um, just something that was on my heart to, to share, um, just a little tip to intro the podcast. Um to just give you guys little nuggets of wisdom or um, tips or whatever. Um, and this one I, I was listening to a podcast and I'm trying to work on it myself with my children is just being more intentional with my children and being more intentional meaning uh, like around their their food and their eating, you know, what they're eating um, and educating them. <sighs> what is what is a fat and what is a carbohydrate what is sugar what is a protein because lately I've you know and obviously right now I have to really kind of lower my expectations because we're just trying to survive here in these early weeks um, postpartum and um, I don't have a lot of help from um, my husband who is in the thick of tax season like this was (laughs) poorly planned So it's a little bit more on me and sometimes my kids just get what they want. (laughs) Um, But really just, I feel like I've noticed like, man, they just want like muffins and waffles or cereal or a bar. And I'm just like, okay, that's fine. But we need to really make sure that we're understanding that these things are making us more whiny, more crabby, um, more like hungry constantly. So we have to start educating our kids around food so that they make more informed decisions like give put the power in their hands where they start to think through oh if I want an apple maybe I should have some peanut butter with it or almond butter because that's going to give me a little protein and some fat and that's going to make me full a little bit longer than just having an apple. Now there's nothing wrong in just eating an apple but typically kids tend to just it and parents it's easy just to give them you know the easy the crackers the cereal the bread the um, bars you know all the fruit and and it's easy and that you know not that those things are bad in and of, of themselves but we wonder why our kids are having meltdowns why they're crabby why they're always hungry and it's because we're not pairing their foods with protein or with some fat just like we would ourselves and so just encouraging you as moms, as parents, um, just to talk to them and have conversations. And I'm not always perfect at it either. I get real frustrated when my kids just don't eat what I give them. Where I'm like, just eat it. Um, I didn't give you something that you like absolutely despise. Um, so, and and you have to get creative. Some kids, like I find my kids, my boys don't like to eat cheese when it's like just a, sli- a slice of cheese on their plate, or a cube, or a cheese stick. Sometimes it's you have to cut it in circles, like the cheese sticks, um, string cheese, and then you give them like a toothpick, and they can poke it and pop it in their mouth, like making it fun that way, or actually shredding it, and they like to eat the little cheese shreds, where I'm like, oh, you say you don't like cheese, but then if I do it this way, and you put it on your tacos, you're eating all the cheese, so I try to shred cheese and put it on their plate. And typically that will work. Um, but, you know, giving them a breakdown of like, these are what healthy fats are like, you know, avocados, those are good for your brain. And, you know, we, you know, omegas, those are really good for your brain and and, and overall health in general. Um, you know, um, olive oil and butter and, um, you know, healthy fats like peanut butter. I mean, that's not like a healthy fat, but like, you know, nut butters and, and cashews and almonds and like all of those things. And talking about proteins like lunch meats and um, eggs and, um, you know, chicken or, you know, my kids like to- like mac and cheese. So we tend to beef it up a little and we add in um, frozen peas and tuna. And so we make it like a tuna mac and they get a a bunch of protein in there with that. So really just trying to make sure that I have on hand things that they um, can can grab themselves um, or that they know, um, you know, might be a better option for a snack. Um, you know, beef sticks, all of those things. So really just have those conversations with your kids. They're always going to want what they're, you know, what tastes really good to them. And, you know, they're... Um, they're not going to know unless you educate them, basically, is my point. So um, have those conversations, make it fun, make it creative. And, um, you know, whether you want to make flashcards and things like they can choose to pick from these, you know, four fruits and then these four fats and they get to pair what they want. I, I don't have that right now, um, but like really just giving them some options. Like you can have this and this or you can have this and this. Um, but we don't want to just have, you know, this one thing. We don't want to just have veggie straws or, you know, all of those empty things. We want to give our kids... Um, you know nutrition and we want to educate them on you know how to fuel their bodies so that they're set up for success in the long run so hope that was helpful just a quick tip there um, for helping with your kids uh, eating habits and then the last thing before we get into today's topic, I wanted to let you guys know about a special offer that is being offered by the wellness shop that I have been shopping at for the last four years. It's called Melaleuca. They are a USA-based online shop club. And I was introduced to this four years ago. They have over 500 everyday essential products. So I'm talking everything from your toilet bowl cleaner to the coffee that you drink in the morning. They have organic coffee to your mascara. They have great non-toxic beauty products to your laundry detergent, to protein powders and bars and snacks, all of the above. Um, They are offering $1 memberships to all new shoppers who get started in March. So this offer ends on March 31st. And all you have to do is pop me an email saying that you would like to take advantage of the promo and get some more details. Um so I you know I'm not gonna spam you with a link or anything to to just get started. I would first get you in front of some information. Um, and then you can go from there and decide. So you can just email me at Gabby dot Flader at get in health.com You will find that always linked in the show notes when you scroll below You'll find that obviously if you have my email You're on my email list, you'll have that Go ahead and pop me an email saying that you would love some more info And we will go from there um, It has been my one-stop shop I don't have to think twice about Where I'm getting my cleaners from Where I'm getting my baby wipes from My coffee or mascara Um And all of the above. Like I said, there's over 500 products here. So um, USA made all online. So it's super convenient. Their goal is toxin free, helping families be healthy and um, save money, save time. And I love being able to support a company that is, um, yeah, just based in the US. They are also launching their beef box subscription. So they have invested in the last 27 years, they've been working on creating the the footing and everything that needs to happen to go into offering their own beef. So they actually have their own land that they raise their own cattle on that they've invested in. They've invested in the top breeding steers, um, big money. Um, I, I listened to a whole um, event that was talking about all of this. I learned about the meat industry. It's crazy. Things I didn't even know. Um, that would be like a whole other topic on itself. So they are launching their very own beef box subscription from their own grass-fed black label beef that they are raising and manufacturing, processing on their own land property. It never leaves their site, gets shipped directly to your to your door monthly or bimonthly. Um, and you can give that a try if you become a email Luca Luca shopper, um, you have access to that. So that starts in April and I'm super excited to get our hands on it and just taste the difference, taste the quality um, and and all of that. So again, pop me an email, gabby.flater at getrootedinhealth.com to get more information if you would like to take advantage of that dollar membership. Okay, so let's roll right into today's topic. We are going to talk about gardening. So what's super neat is I feel like this baby wasn't ready to come until I tied up all my loose ends and the last thing that was really on my list to finalize was getting these seedlings planted and I like kept putting it off and just feeling like all right am I ready to engage is this the day do I do it you know because I got all my kids around and you know they want to help so I have to plan you know a little bit and just like Find little ways that I can incorporate them based on their level and their skills they have. And literally, guys, I planted these on March 8th, and I went into labor that next day, and this baby was born on the 10th. So it was like, okay, <laughs> I got him done, and that was the last thing on my list that I wanted to accomplish. Um, and and I did it. I got it in, and and I'm super proud of myself <laughs> for doing that. Um, But, yeah, I got the kids involved, you know, little bits of like, here, Titus, my three-year-old, you can dump the water in this bin of soils to moisten it. And then we got to mix it up. So, like, little things like that. And, you know, um, Winston was able to help plant some seeds. My six-year-old, Titus, wanted to plant some, but I couldn't let him do, like, I was like, okay, actually, mom needs to do these ones that are super little. Like, they're literally, like, black, they look like black balls like little mini like pepper seed like peppercorns are big think smaller like way smaller so there's things like my tomatoes and my celery um that are insanely small that I need to just be the one to do it (laughs) so like when I got to some of the tomatoes I let Winston do but the uh like the peppers I let Titus do he was able to plant some of those or like I'd let them help cover the tops of them or help pack the, um, the soil in these soil blockers that I am trying out for the first time. And we'll talk about those. And then, um, Winston, like I was like, here, take some videos of mom doing stuff or take some pictures. Like he was like, sure. And you know, just finding little ways to get your kids involved. Um, they're not going to be interested the whole time. I didn't want them interested the whole time. Cause... I'm a little bit of a control freak, especially when it comes to these little, um, these little seeds. So we are on our way to garden season. It is, it is in full swing here, um, with these indoor seedlings, uh, growing and I'm just excited to, to get our hands even more in the dirt outside. We're going to chat about where I buy seeds, how I kind of plan out my garden. It looks a little different each year. Um, But it's generally the same. A quick tip on potatoes and how you can grow those super easy from store-bought potatoes. Uh, I also did a recent post on that online. Also, what I grow my seeds in and the soil that I had purchased this year. I will be sure to link to as many things as I can um, for you guys. Um, I also borrowed some soil blocks to try out a new Way um, of planting seeds rather than having all the little plastic growing pots, um, just to see if reducing some of those extra things um, like that could be possible. Um, so I'll, you know, it's kind of a TBD if I like it or not. Um, I will have to keep you posted. Um, so far, I'm, I think I'm, I'm liking it. So we shall, we shall see how things transplant, and then. Yeah, uh, just some of the first time things that I've planted and all of that. Um, So what I wanted to first share with you guys is that there is this really awesome website that you can find to um, know your area that you live in, your last frost date, and the planting times, like a planting calendar basically, um, of all the different varieties of plants that you can grow and when they would be best suitable to um, start indoors or um, plant outside or transplant um, based on the area that you live in and it all goes based off of that so you just pop your zip code in and it lets you know so for me i um, here in the Midwest in Wisconsin uh, for me it is May 6th and so typically you want to start planting things indoors planting things uh, six to eight weeks prior to your frost date for the things that you want to to get started indoors um and we'll talk about um, why why we want to start certain things inside and a, a tip for you guys here um is you're gonna save you're gonna save some money sure there's a little bit of a upfront investment or cost in a few supplies and things. But honestly, you can even just repurpose a lot of things at home. You may want a little indoor greenhouse um, that will serve its purpose for a long time. Um, or you, you don't have to. But it's less expensive because then if you are one that goes to the the nurseries and the plant stores and all you know all of that stuff. And buy all of the pre-planted plants. Is that the right word? <laughs> Um, all the plants that other people will grow, uh, it, it just ends up being more money where you could get a packet of seeds for two, three, four dollars and you have like a billion seeds in there. It depends on what variety you're buying. Rather than spending, you know, three, four dollars on one tomato plant when you could have grown a bunch or you had seeds for a couple years. They say they go bad, but they really don't. You can plant them you don't have to buy a new packet every year because some seeds you don't go through like I have some that I don't go through as fast because there's just so many in there I don't have a farm land to be able to grow a bajillion you know tomatoes and um, carrots and such so you know I can only use so many seeds out of those packages so they definitely can be used in the next years so starting them indoors allows you to save a little money on that but if you're you know this isn't your thing, uh, starting indoor plants, then fine. You know, you, you got to do what works for you and the time that you have and what's worth your time and your energy. Um, or is, you know, are you willing to give this a try? So, you know, it all depends on the person, but I am assuming, you know, if you're listening to this, that you, you, you kind of want to start trying, uh, you know, gardening indoor starts for yourself. I did not start indoor seedlings um, until maybe three years ago. This might be my third or fourth. Third, fourth, I think, honestly, I think I remember my husband bought me a greenhouse in 2020, my birthday. I remember we were playing a game and an Amazon package showed up or something <laughs> and it was huge. And my husband's like, oh, there's your birthday gift. And I remember because it, it was like, we couldn't go anywhere for my birthday. Um, March, you know, the world like shut down March, what, 16th or something. Um, and my birthday was March 29th. So um which is actually this week that you're listening to the episode. <laughs> it is my birthday week. Um, super exciting, big three zero. Um, but I'm not going to go on a tangent there. So anyway, I um, ended up having a greenhouse. So there, you know, there are things that you can invest in, um, but it can be very low cost to you to get started on your seedlings. So why why do we want to start indoor seeds? It gives crops um, a head start. It allows longer growing. Um, Plants like plants that need a longer growing period of time to get a head start for areas like the Midwest um, that have shorter growing seasons. We don't have a long enough growing season for me to pop these guys outside to get the right climate and temperature for a significant period of time before it gets too hot or it's too cold. Um, right now, obviously, you know, if you are a Midwesterner. Um, you know, we've had like springish days and now we're told we're going to get dumped on with snow tomorrow. And it's like, seriously, we just, you just can't win. You just can't win. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, so you are able to be in better control of some of these more uh, young tender plants um, that need a little bit more stable of an environment before you were to plant them outside in, um, you know, the areas that you're not able to, you know, fully rely on the weather being consistent Um, so these would be things like your tomatoes your peppers whether that's like spicy peppers or bell peppers Um, onions broccoli cauliflower Um, those can be impacted easily by unpredictable weather changes Um, also what was the other one that I was thinking of Um, oh I'm also growing celery indoors too ahead of time so they, pretty, they worked out last year, so I was very surprised. I didn't think they would. Um, so I'm hoping they turn out a little bit better this year. They were kind of skinny, but um, there's still a whole bunch chopped up in my freezer, which is super awesome. Um, okay, so that's kind of, you know, a general reason, good reason to why you want to start them indoors is you can save yourself some money from buying plants at the store, and you'll have seeds for a long time. And you are able to get them going um, ahead of time. And then transplant them when your weather outside is a little bit more under control. Not as like changing, ever changing. Um, and then, yeah, that's, that's that for the indoor the indoor starts. Um, what can be started outdoors or direct sown? So there's indoor sewing. Then there's transplanting, which would mean taking the indoor ones to the outside when they're ready. And then there is being direct sown, which just means you're planting the seeds right in your garden beds or your soil in the ground, however you your garden is, or your pots, whatever you got going. Um, it's different for everybody. And this would just mean you're not starting them indoors. You're not bringing them outside from anywhere. You're just literally popping the seeds in the ground. Fresh soil outside. And these are going to be things like your root veggies. So like carrots, radishes, beets. They don't like their roots disturbed. You do not need to plant these inside. Radishes will sprout within two to three days. It's crazy. These are one of my favorite ones to grow. Even if we don't eat them all, because sometimes they're a little spicy and my kids don't always like them. Sometimes they do. They'll just grab one and eat one. Um, But they're just super fun to grow and super Children friendly, like perfect for them to plant and perfect for them to harvest. Like they get excited because they grow real quick, and then they're so easy to pull out of the ground and so satisfying when you pop a nice little bulb out of the ground. Um, so those um, ones can be direct sown. Obviously, so many other things like cucumbers and zucchinis and beans and all of that. Um, but those are going to be later, more in the May, you know, past May sixth, my my frost date. So these are things that I can plant um, before before my frost date and we'll we'll chat about that too um and as far as like the greens in terms of you know like your lettuces and your kale and your spinach or arugula or whatever you like um those mostly can be sown outdoors those are actually a cold hardy plant and I didn't really know that or trust that until I actually tried it myself and I couldn't believe it I was like wow I planted these probably late March early April one year And I was blown away where I was like, I feel like it's still so cold out here. Aren't they going to like go bad? And they did great. They were growing and they didn't wilt. Like they were looking really good. So they are a cold hardy plant to grow and you don't really need to start them inside. The only ones that I did was kale because it had said that on my sheet from that website. Oh, I never shared the website. I'm going to link to it, but it's, um, uh, www.almanac.com forward slash gardening forward slash planting dash calendar so of course I'm going to link that because that's where I got my frost my my last frost date and then all of the dates for planting um, each thing so it told me that I could do kale inside but the other greens and things were fine to wait to do outdoors so I'm just gonna roll with that Um, so basically these are all the things that I decided to grow indoors this year. And honestly, it sometimes it just felt it, it felt overwhelming. I mean, obviously, yes, I was preparing to have a baby and it, a lot of things felt overwhelming to just finish and tie up all the loose ends, but it can feel just overwhelming and like how do I just how do I start and what if I don't have everything I need or what, and honestly, if you've got your seeds, you've got your soil and you've got your containers, you're going to plant in, go for it. And the place that you're going to put your plants on, like you need a spot, obviously where they've got some light. Um, but the hardest part is just starting and that's with anything in life. And if you really want to master this gardening, honestly, it's just been for me, myself showing up every year, learning from my mistakes like I've had duds. I've had failures. I've had, um, yeah, a lot of trial and error. Uh, you know, the first year I did this, I had a lot of stress. Oh my goodness. Actually two things. I grew way too many things. I got a little plant happy cause I was like, I'm doing indoor seeds. So I'm going to do it all. I'm going to get a head start on it all. And here I am growing like squashes and peas and all the things. And it was like, That became a problem because those don't like to be disturbed like the roots like those you just plant outside You don't need to plant those inside So just I got a little out of hand but it's fine because I bought a package of seeds It wasn't like I wasted you know I had more seeds still after that to use other years Or to plant outside because my other ones didn't transplant very well Um, And then also just like my grow lights weren't close enough and I didn't realize that they literally needed to be, like, touching the plant to, to, like, create a strong growth from the start. You don't want your lights too far away because then they're going to start reaching. Which means they get really long and straggly and not strong uh, stems. Uh, so, like, I had a lot of floppy, like, uh, broccoli and cauliflower and, you know, floppy tomatoes that were like just super, uh, yeah, just long stemmed. And, uh, so yeah, you just, you just live and you learn. Um, and you you follow, you know, gardeners and, and I mean, Instagram is a great resource, YouTube. Um, there's just, there's so much out there. So this year when I finally was like, we're just going to go in, we're just going to do it. We're just going to start, just got to get the soil, moist and get my containers and and I know what needed to be planted um, for indoors I wasn't needing to plant my whole garden so Um, I kind of like that it's in stages I can I can kind of like slowly like you know get myself into the gardening swing Um, so for my indoor starts I did celery tomatoes bell peppers onions a lot of onions (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, cauliflower, broccoli, basil, kale, and huckleberries. Huckleberries and onions are my two new ones that I'm doing indoors. Um, the huckleberries struck my fancy when I was browsing seeds and I was like, you know, we so we have strawberries out there that we transplanted from my neighbor, really hoping that those take off. We have raspberry bushes. And then I was like, oh, like, I you know I want a blueberry bush I want a rat I want a straw um like uh, blackberry bush and you know all these things and and then I saw huckleberries and I, like garden huckleberries and I was like salt, I will buy those and I don't think that they're super sweet unless you actually like make things with them so but I don't even I don't remember so I guess. Stay tuned for how those go, but they said that these are a variety that grow just like peppers, and those grow in more like a bush-like, um, like f- form. So I will just make sure to have like support um, things around them. The little metal rings—I can't even think of it, like a tomato cage. Um, I will have those because I usually typically uh, will use those for peppers to to hang on and grow up inside of. Um, so I'll try that for the huckleberries. And have things for them to grow in their bushes um, onto so that they are stable. So I'm excited. They're already popping up. Um, So I'm, I mean, I'm super excited to see how, how that goes. Um, And either you pop, you know, you either just plant a whole bunch of them or you can pop like basically two seeds hoping that one or maybe both would pop up in a single cell that you would um, plant in. So the cells are like the little, you know, either the containers that you're growing them in or the little soil blocks um, that, that you're using. And then s- those are the indoor ones. And then the soon to direct sow, the ones that I'm going to sow directly into my garden um, that are more cold hardy, will be in early April And these are going to be things like my carrots. They like a really fluffy soil, and I have yet to kind of like master my carrots. We still get a really good harvest, but I'm not really good at thinning. I don't like to take my time doing that, and I hate pulling plants because I feel like why would I want to pull one that would produce life? But I also know that when they're too close together, they stunt the growth of each other kind of, and you're not getting like really good quality carrots like, like all of them could be if you were to thin them. So it's kind of a love-hate thing where I'm like, I could pull them, but I don't like pulling little baby se- you know seeds. <laughs> um, so carrots, peas, peas are very cold hardy. They like to be started early. Um, we love sugar snap peas. Um, we have the, they grow up like a trellis. Um, so we just some stakes in and then we put up a a wire fence metal fence right in the middle and we plant on both sides Um, your lettuces can be start early those I have in um, like felt pots felt growing pots Um, I will transplant my onions probably mid-April I'll take those guys outside they literally look like little black blades of grass Um, but they do my neighbor would grow them for me but I was determined Um, to finally try them. And I mean, they're growing really well so far. And, uh, then you just, you have to be very careful with them, but they, they transplant very well. You just take the little straggly seedling and its roots and just plop it in and you plant them like two to, I think three inches apart from each other. Um, and my goal is to plant the heck out of those. Um, and then potatoes, Uh, I'll share with you a tip on those. And then radishes will get started um, here in early April as well. So for the potatoes, how that works is what I've been doing for the last, I don't even know how many years, is I just go and I buy a few bags of potatoes. Um, I prefer to buy them organic because I just want to keep things as organic as possible in my garden um, and in our food. So... Um, I will invest in you know the the potatoes and uh, they will sprout eyes which is what you want so like if you've ever had potatoes that have gone bad like that have eyes all over them or gotten a little like soft and have eyes um, that's what you want is you want those those growths to be happening um, because that's what's gonna produce the the many potatoes that are going to come from one. Uh, So I literally bought a five pound bag of russet potatoes, a five pound bag of um, golden potatoes, and a five pound bag of red um, potatoes. And this was maybe a couple months ago. Uh, And then I just took them in my basement and threw them on the shelf. And then I just checked them maybe three weeks ago and uh, noticed that all, all of them had eyes on them. So I decided to take them out of the plastic bags just to guide and give them a little bit more airflow so they don't get like too like soft on me like too soft and bad or like just start molding um or getting too moist so I put them in little baskets uh, to get some airflow and separated them and then um yeah come early April I'll dig some trenches and lately I've just been plopping the whole potato in I don't even cut off like some people will cut off the eyes or like chunks of potatoes with the eyes on them I just throw the whole potato in Um, and it's literally one of my favorite things if I had more land I would be planting way more but my goal this year is really to grow um, really good um, tomatoes for canning a ton of potatoes and I really want to try and can some of those I have to use pressure canning for potatoes though tons of green beans tons of carrots did I say onions? I don't remember if I did. Um, And then onions for sure. Like I want to grow, I just keep saying, I keep, I want to grow the heck out of the things that I know our family really relies on and try to be really self-sufficient with that and learn a little bit more of the, the canning, you know, like uh, we like tomato soup and we like, um, you know, spaghetti sauces and me and my one son, we love salsa. Um, so just really capitalizing on those things. So I grew some more of the paste tomato varieties uh, rather than like the big juicy ones because those ones aren't, those those have too much liquid and stuff in them um, for things like sauces and, and things. I did grow a couple cherry varieties too because man, there's nothing better than just walking in your garden or past your garden and just pulling off a good old plump cherry tomato and eating it. <laughs> That's like my favorite thing, my favorite thing to do. Okay, so that is what will be sown directly. And then the rest of the things like cucumbers and green beans and um, my a couple, a couple squashes or like zucchini. I'm not going to go crazy on those because like we just we're not at a stage in our life where like our family eats though, like my kids aren't totally into that and that's okay. Um, I might try a butternut squash. I love those for soups or like for, um, when our daughter our baby, you know, is eating more solid stuff. So just like pureeing some of that, those things. Um, I love having that. Um, and then, yeah, what else is there? I already have garlic out there. I planted that, um, end of like when my garden was basically done so it was like late fall and you I think October I popped those guys out there um and they've been growing ever since and then I harvest those in about July I actually still have a ton of garlic that I harvested um still in my basement so um gotta figure out if that's still all good otherwise I might try to preserve that like blend it up with some olive oil and keep it in a jar um or you can freeze it flat and just break off little chunks. I've done that too. So there's ways to, you know, bulk grow that and keep it, you know, preserve it. So, so much. I'm just all about, I don't know why, It just, it makes me feel accomplished. And I love knowing that we grew it, um, that we processed it. And, and it just is so satisfying and that we can put it on our table and we can feed our family. um, You know, and then we've got, you know, pork coming from, you know, a pig that my family had raised for me. We're getting beef from our beef box subscription, um, with, uh, Riverbend Ranch from El um, and then eventually, actually, my parents are raising a, a calf or a cow for us that'll be butchered at the end of this year, so we'll have, um, that. We're not, we're going to split that with somebody. Um, You know, so just really, you know, we get either eggs that I know are from someone local or um, there's a brand that is local to me here here in Wisconsin um, that I will happily pay $5 for organic pasture-raised. I typically don't like to pay more than that. (laughs) Um, But when I don't get them from other people, um, that is where I will go at the stores. So just really getting the best bang for our buck, like just with nutrition and all of that. And it's just, it and, and that's not, it's not something that everybody finds satisfaction in, that everyone is passionate about or that even cares. And that's, I get it. That's fine. It's not what everybody is all about. Um, for me, it's really important. And I really feel that, um, you know, getting my family involved and educated and, um fueled this way really is going to serve us in the long run and and I just I really like it and it gives me a lot of purpose I love being in my garden um and, and that's why I encourage a lot of people is just to try it you just you just have to try it so don't think that you have to go crazy on supplies um or things like that where like oh, I don't have a Gabby does trust me I didn't start like I just acquired things over the years um, Or like I said, I borrowed some soil blockers that are a little bit more pricey, Um, but my neighbor had them and she's like, I don't use them right now, but you're welcome to try them. So I borrowed them so that I could try it and see if I actually like it. Um, I did buy some new grow lights this year and they're rocking. I'm going to blink to them. Um, They actually create enough heat in my greenhouse that it's like moist in there and there's like water droplets all over the the cover and everything. So, um, I, again, will I'll link to my greenhouse. I'll link to my lights. I'll link to the soil I used. Um, I'll put that website up, but, um, you know, things that you want to consider would be a a little indoor greenhouse. And if you don't want that, then you can definitely set up a table. I've seen people and even my family, they put a table right in front of a window, whether it's just this giant window or, you know, whatever. I mean, you, you can just you know, find tons of different ways to get them access to light. Um, I don't typically do that. I have a big window right in the front, but unfortunately um, I have a lot of little people in my home and I don't trust them to not touch that or whatever. So I already have enough hard enough time keeping them away from my greenhouse. Um, So that, um, that at least ensures that they're enclosed and hidden in my, my laundry room with lights that I don't need a window for um, only the lighting. Um, you can buy the plastic growing cells like once and in the in the containers they come in, you can reuse those or you can save like sour cream containers, old yogurt containers, le- like I was even thinking like the lettuce containers with the lid, like if you buy greens or something, like that can create its own greenhouse effect if you close the lid and you just poke some holes, you know, um, it will create its own cover and you have a whole thing in there. You could, you could grow, you know, whatever you want in there. Um, so really just repurposing things, um, and, and, or just use the soil blockers, you know, buy those ones, use those, and you don't have to buy all the plastic, um, you know, cells to grow in or containers, pots, those kinds of things. Um, heating pads you'll see people will use those that kind of helps to stimulate the growth um, of the seedlings early on you don't use it the whole time Um, I actually didn't use it yet this year because my grow lights generated enough heat um, that I was like whoa we I don't need to use any of those Um, I used soil blockers and then um, yeah I mean really you just need your seeds you need your soil um, which you can use um, you're going to want to use I thought I wrote this down um yes seed seed starting soil so I bought um a brand called purple cow and then um, you can find that also at like a local steins if that's a store that's um by you um and then happy frog I found that one online and um yeah just organic varieties seed starting um soil is fine or just potting mix either one is fine but you don't want to just grab st- dirt from outside you want you want specific um, soil to help grow. So uh, grab, you know, one or two bags and uh, that'll get you on your way. Um, you want to moisten that. So you'll see they'll give you instructions, you know, this many parts soil to this many parts water. And uh, then you'll have, you know, be able to pop those right in the containers, put your seeds in there, put them where you're going to have them. Whether you use grow lights or they're in front of the window, and there you go. You just spritz them with water, and then when they start to get bigger, then you can use like a watering can and and water them. But honestly, it's just it's just a matter of starting. So I don't, I don't. I hope this is all very you know. I hope this was super informative and helpful um, for you guys, and uh, just the insight into you know. Our gardening world (laughs) Um, but I'm just I'm really excited and I just love garden season getting my hands dirty getting my kids out there um, and just being in nature and becoming more self-sufficient also just gets your kids more like understanding more of how like how hard you have to work to get food like yeah you can go to the grocery store and it's so convenient so convenient but how does it get there? Well, it actually has has to be grown, like like what we did. There are people that grow it in mass quantities on their land and property. So um, it's just it's it's really great. And then you know I just love being able to share with people and bless people with our home goods that we can't get through all of it on our own. I also hope to plan on um, just leaving a little box out for like any of our delivery drivers or mail carriers, um, and just extra things and just be like here take it and I don't know I don't know why it just popped in my head this year to do that but um yeah just really wanting to encourage other people to eat fresh good food and um yeah just just share in the sharing the goods so that'll be my plan so I look forward to seeing your gardens this year if you guys share them if you have questions I know I have people reaching out to me all the time with their questions or like I don't know how to get started and I'm like this is all you need you just got to start. You just got to plant them. And you're probably going to fail at some things. But you're probably going to rock at some things. So just grow the things that you love. You don't have to grow things that just to grow them. Like grow what your family eats. And even if it's a couple things, just get good at it and master a couple things. And you'll be on your way to trying on new things. Because you're like, I'm confident in here. So I am going to try my hand at something new. And if it fails, it fails. But then you feel satisfied in the things that you've become... Um, more of an expert in growing. Um, so for me, you know, I've, I've gained that uh, confidence over the years where I'm like, I know when to start this. I know how to plant these. I know um, that I can take on more potatoes because like that's, you know, that's something in my wheelhouse, in my skill that I have acquired um, to be able to take on more of that. And things like my celery and my broccoli and my cauliflower. Um, still, and my carrots, like, you know, those are still all a work in progress. I always try to make sure I'm like, you know, really trying to try something new and tweak it a little bit, um, in terms of spacing, or maybe it needs a little more, you know, it needs some fertilizer or I need more fluffy soil or whatever. Um, maybe I need to really try thinning my carrots. Um, so I hope that, uh, you just get started um however you plant your garden it looks different for us all um you know you may work a full-time job and you just can't get yourself to to do all of this indoor things and buying starts is way better for you then do that like do what works for you um you know go find someone local to support that that grows in their own greenhouse rather than just going to like the steins or the home depot or the menards or whatever um and uh, just sourcing that way um but you know, it's all, it's all, um, it's all good. It, gardening again, to each their own, and I love that because there's no right or wrong, and you just figure it out. So, with that, happy seed starting, happy gardening season. It is on its way to getting to be in the outside soon in a few weeks here. So, I hope that you share this episode um, with anyone that you know that wants to garden, loves to garden. And love your takeaways, um, screenshot it, share it in your you know social media if you feel led. And if you have not left a rating and review yet, that's an awesome way to support the podcast for free. Helps me know that the content that I'm providing um, is of value to you, what you guys are liking and enjoying. It gives me great feedback, takes two minutes if even. Just go ahead and scroll down on my show on Apple Podcasts and you can click a, uh, and leave a honest rating and review. I read all of them. Appreciate positive and the negative, whatever, um, you have to say. And, uh, I look forward to chatting with you guys on the next episode. All right. Bye.